Hey there, it's Kelly from Zinimi. Before we get started on today's episode, I want to invite you to one of our greatest trainings ever. It's how to build and grow a profitable solo or group practice sustainably. All you got to do is check it out at zinimi.com slash podcast. All right, on to our episode. Welcome, Jane. We are really honored that you have been willing to open your heart and your story and be vulnerable here and allow us to support you as you are in your private practice. Yeah. Thank you. Jane, do you want to share um, where you're located and what the focus of your private practice is? Okay. So I'm located in Orange County, California. Um, right now, my practice is virtual. Um, since the pandemic. And my main focus is to work with teens and adults with anxiety, uh, depression, stress management, and major life changes, and working through any traumas and attachment issues. Awesome. And what's your uh, domain address for people that want to get a visual of your practice? Oh, my website? Yeah, your website. Oh, it's just my full name is (laughs) janeperlee.com. Perfect. Love that. Mm -hmm. Ah, All right. So we have been talking for the last few weeks about how do we actually make time for our business and how do we make time for our life? Um, And this like tricky little space that we get into in terms of sometimes it feels like either, okay, everything's in flow in my business and like I've made all the time and I've checked all the boxes, but like, oh, I'm dropping balls at home or I've got all the things happening in my personal life and it feels like I'm checking up boxes and then I feel like I'm dropping <laughs> the balls um, at, at work. Um, and so you submitted your situation of kind of where you were feeling in this scenario. Do you want to kind of share what that has looked like for you and trying to find balance and where you're feeling stuck in particular in creating a time, a schedule, a rhythm for business and life where you feel like, ah, at the end of the day. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that I struggled with is that I still work full time. I was still working full time um, for the hospital as a medical social work. And I also wanted a private practice. So um, through my journey, I was just kind of every couple of months, I had to really check in with myself and see where I'm at, like in the big picture, where I'm at financially. Um, what's realistic and what I can do. So right now I am a part-time employee and I have cut down to about like 29 hours a week and before I was 40 hours, but then I'll also have a private practice too. Mm -hmm. So um, my goal is to go 20 hours part-time and then build my practice to be about 10 to 12 clients a week. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not sure if that's a realistic goal, but (laughs) that's kind of where I'm shooting at at this time. Okay. Where did that come from? Like what, where'd you get those numbers from? Just kind of curious about why that, those numbers of hours and client load. So what happened is, is that, you know, for my job to be benefited, I need to be at least 20 hours. So that's pretty simple. Um, For my private practice, I had to really look at the, the marketing, the spreadsheet that you guys created. Mm -hmm. I had to put the numbers in and really figure out like, how much money I want to make a month, every week. And that helped me break down like, okay, this is how much I want to live comfortably. Mm-hmm. And this is the number I need to charge per session. 
And this is the amount of clients that I need to maintain that goal. So the way that I landed to the 10 to 12 is usually, I think 10 is a bare minimum, but then the 12 is more like, you know, the summertime, holidays, vacation time. If things go a little bit slower, then I need that extra cushion, which I never really thought about before until starting a practice. Yeah. You know, what's funny is, um, I love, you're like, oh, we, I use this spreadsheet and that told me how many clients I need to see per week. And actually what we teach in our spreadsheet stuff is that we start with how many, like how much time you actually have and mm -hmm. how many clients you want to see. And then that tells you what the, the financial, what the fee should be. Right. Mm -hmm. So I want to go one step back, Okay. right. Which okay. is when you look at, so we have something that we've taken you through where you look at your weekly schedule that includes business mm -hmm. and life, right? Mm -hmm. um, it goes through things like grocery shopping <laughs> and to sleeping and going to the bathroom <laughs> and cleaning and organizing or walking your pet or family, all these different things. When you went through that, um, how many hours did you set aside that was specific for work and that includes both whether that's with your the, with the hospital or with your private practice. How much time did you have carved out for work to be able to have life be in balance? I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> Maybe that's were... the problem. <laughs> okay. You were still yeah. subscribing to the 40-hour work week? Yeah, I was still doing the 40-hour work week. And I think initially, because um, building the practice, I had to really incorporate my weekends, my evening times to really work on the practice. So um, right now I do see clients on Saturday mornings. And, you know, I actually did like a, for me, like I like to, I typed out a schedule for myself. Like this is what I'm going to do during the daytime. So I did have to incorporate weekends and evening hours to work on the practice while I worked on, you know, working and seeing clients. So right now, um, if you were just to kind of pause for a minute, maybe even take a sheet of paper out and start mm -hmm. doing some little hashies. Um, how much time per week are you really spending on work? And when I say work, I mean the hospital, commuting, mm -hmm. thinking about work, planning for work, doing tasks, seeing clients, all of those things. What is your, like when we break up those, I forget how many hours, 162, 158, how I can't many, remember how many weekly we hours. Do math right now. Um, but when we break mm -hmm. that out, how many hours are, cause I, I'm doing a little bit of math, right? Just off okay. the top of 29 hours. It's, it's more than 40 a week. Well, yeah. So, and I know this is so 20. The, the 29 is, is at the hospital. Do you, do you yeah. go right now? Do I go into the office? Yeah. And then the commute, it's not too bad. It's about like 15, 20 minutes each way. Mm -hmm. So that's Sorry. almost an hour, mm -hmm. 40 minutes, right? Each day, that's, um, 30 that's hours. Four days, yeah. four days a week. Mm -hmm. I go in four days a week. And then including my practice clients, mm -hmm. like my ideal caseload. No, what, what's happening right now? How much are you okay. spending marketing, okay. um, business planning, uh, doing all the things that you're doing that are business related? 
What is that looking like right now? So right now I have seven clients. So I'll say seven hours and then maybe working on the business about three hours. And then if I'm 20 times, so that's like, so like, so let's say 30 hours, my current job, including the commuting. Mm -hmm. And then, so that's about 40 hours seeing clients. Your commuting is more than that, by the way, but yeah. Wait, oh, 15 minutes. So it's about two hours then? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So okay. Even 40 times four, 160, that is almost three hours. Yeah. Three hours? Three hours a week in the car, plus in the office. So that's... 32 hours. Well, and that's, mm-hmm. well, that's 32 hours. Plus you're there for lunches, I'm assuming. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're there for 36 hours. And then we have hours. a minimum of 10 hours on business. So now we're at 46 hours. And mm-hmm. how many hours a week do you, even if you're not doing tasks, are you like thinking, processing, stressing about, huh. Feeling like you should all the, all like all the time. (laughs) It never shuts off. Yes. So it never shuts off. It's so annoying. (laughs) Right. So we're talking about like, we're, we're at a minimum of like 46 hours a week right now, right? Almost 50 hours a week. Plus it never shuts off. Right. Yeah. It never does. It's just like, um, it's one of those things where like, I'm, driving or I'm going to bed or like in the one morning like oh I gotta do this I gotta do that I gotta do this and uh it's, it's a struggle because I think that's the part that makes it really hard at times because it's it's not like I could just like like okay I'm done working and just walk away there's always something in the background just like oh you gotta do this you know and all those little tasks that I have to do Let, let's can I just pause for a second? When that voice comes up, how do you interact with it? Oh gosh. Do you feed it? Do you parent it? Like, how do I deal with it? It's not a pleasant feeling. (laughs) It's more like, oh gosh, I got to do that. Like, oh, I really don't want to, but I know I'm supposed to be doing that kind of like a dragging yourself. Uh, yeah it's like a dragging feeling right and it's like um you know if I don't do this then I'm gonna be behind or it's gonna affect my business or you know there's stuff that like it it always kind of looms in the background Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, I guess I think that's part of the reason where where it's like I don't really want to do it because it's such a like a negative kind of draining feeling sure um and also, because through the coaching, I learned so many different things. It's like, like, I'm trying to like filter through and then I learned over the years that I don't have to do everything. I just have to kind of like pick and choose and stick what sticks. But then I don't know what sticks until I give everything a good try. That's kind of how I'm how I am. So but not yeah, everything. like it never turns off. <laughs> yeah. So what the interaction is very demotivating and it's Mm -hmm. almost oppressive, right? It's this place of, I should, oh no, if I don't, then this is going to happen. It catastrophizes, or it's like, oh, I'm not really doing what I should. 
But if we look at your schedule, you are setting yourself up to be further demotivated because you have this one part that's like, you got to do all this. And this other part that's like, I'm already doing all I can can and more. Mm -hmm. And it's, I think of it, okay, maybe this is a weird metaphor. I think of it like laundry. I don't really love folding my laundry, but once I've folded it and it has its place, makes my life much easier than sorting through the pile in the basket. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. (laughs) The other day, Claire was like, like, they're in the basket. Funny thing is I always have baskets of laundry I need to fold. (laughs) Right. Okay. (laughs) Of course you do because you're working 50 plus hours a week and you're constantly. But when things aren't in their place, then Mm -hmm. it is this constant resorting and extra energy right? Mm -hmm. And if you had your laundry or you had your task, you knew when they would be taken care of, you knew that it was more fitting to your life. There's an ability then to parent that part of saying, Hey, I know you're nervous. We've got a plan. Mm -hmm. It's all right. Like we're not here to be perfect. We've already got time for that. It's time to relax. You know, there's no, you could parent that part with more compassion and kindness than that, yeah. like shaming, oh gosh, if you don't do this, you're right. It's all going to fall apart. Mm-hmm. So looking at this schedule with yeah. what's happening in the content of your mind, you know, there's no room for any other parts of you to come out and integrate mm-hmm. and hold you grounded. Well, and there's mm-hmm. no, it's almost like too, I think about that idea of like, there's no, there's no playtime. There's no exploration. Mm-hmm right? There's mm-hmm. no like, oh, will that be fun? And like, if we go back to the laundry metaphor, it's that you walk in the house and there's someone yelling at you, you're exhausted. And they're like, why didn't you put your clothes away? Da, 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 don't you see? And you go, okay, well, I'll go do the thing. No, you need to go to bed now. And you're like, but, but I need to do the thing. You're like, no, you need to mm-hmm. sleep because you have to work tomorrow. And you're just like, damned if you do, damned if you don't. It mm-hmm. feels like it's a little bit of that energy versus like coming home and being like, hey, you've worked a really long day. Why don't you go play outside? Or, hey, do you want to read mm-hmm. a book? Or do you want to do some art together? And like, there's this like lovely like yeah. room. And then mm-hmm. there's room for, hey, like, oh, what if we played a fun game with, um, we were just sitting and talking about our day together and we were folding the laundry or we put on some music. I watch shows. I will put my like smartphone up Same. and have something while I'm doing it. And then I'll be like, oh, my closet, you know, in five minutes was back to normal. But if I have to just look at it, mm. but, but it, it's not about that. It's just about this, like <sighs> room for like mm-hmm. some like play and ease and like kindness right? In the same way that I imagine that if you went to a friend's house um, mm-hmm. and visited them, that you wouldn't walk in. Be like, why go... isn't this done? <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. You, you know, they were, you, you knew that your friend was working 50 hours a week. You know, you'd just be mm-hmm. like, hey, do you want some dinner? Like, let's relax. I do. Do think, you want some tea? I think there's a, a need for honesty here. Yeah. Loving honesty. Mm-hmm. yeah look at your schedule Jane yeah I know it's um I never calculated in that way where it's like it is close to 50 hours a week yeah uh it's a lot and and, it, and albeit you have made a lot of improvements it was a lot more and now it's mm-hmm. time for the next iteration 
And, mm-hmm. and I'm going to say, I'm going to make a guess too, Jane. Like we did some quick math. I bet if you did it like an actual analysis, you'd find that it was, it was much higher. Just really. Yeah. <laughs> higher, honestly. And, and I think that place, so there's, mm-hmm. there's a couple of things I would love for you to do. Okay. Um, one is there's a little, we have a little worksheet that you can use, which is the evaluating, mm-hmm. setting your workplace schedule. And we have some things where it'll do the math for you. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'll send you a link to that afterwards. So you can actually go okay. through and look at even the, the thing of like the time to fold the laundry, that there's space mm-hmm. in there to make sure that that's set up for all of your. Okay. Is that a new worksheet? I don't remember that one. Not is it? Or did I? A couple of years. Is it? Okay. Maybe I missed it. (laughs) Okay. Um, So we'll have you do that piece of it. And then we can use that as a setting for, okay, how much time do I really have for work? Right. Mm -hmm. Space. Mm -hmm. And then we can create um, a loving, compassionate plan for both. Mm -hmm. Like you mentioned that the the plan is to, um, is to move the hospital job from 29 to 20 hours. So maybe we look at what that looks like in terms of timeline, look at what that means for your scheduling, for your marketing, Mm -hmm. for other tasks in your business between now and then. And after that. Um, Yeah. I think that I also, what that means then, if you pull back at the hospital, it doesn't necessarily mean you take on more clients. Mm -hmm. Okay. It means we need to relook at the fee mm-hmm. to say, okay, this is really what my caseload can be in order for me to get to the laundry, play, go out with friends, do the stuff I want to yeah. do and have more ease. Then mm-hmm. what's going to, it's going to be shifting the fee, not the caseload. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And this whole inflation thing has not been (laughs) very like, it's actually like making me, okay, everything's costing more and, you know, thinking about my fee, like I've have raised it over time, but it's also like making me think a little bit, like, I think this is a time that I might have to raise my fee again because everything is going up. Like everywhere I go, they're increasing fees for everything, you know? So my grocery bill is like, oh my gosh, like, do I eat that much? (laughs) (laughs) I think this is the other part too. And, mm-hmm. um, and this can be a little bit uncomfortable too. Like you've been really clear that y- you can't imagine yourself leaving the hospital. Like that feels really good. It feels like the benefits mm-hmm. that feels like it's in flow as inflation rises, as you keep running your numbers, there may come a point if that position isn't making changes for your mm-hmm. quality of life then it's actually putting more pressure on your business um, and on you. Because Mm -hmm. when you start to look at what happens with that hourly, you might sit and say like, oh, I'm I'm working really hard. And here's ultimately, this is how much I'm getting per hour here. And Mm -hmm. over here, this is what my hourly looked like. If I cut out these 20 hours, I could work 10 hours to replace that even with the benefits. Now, I don't know if if that will make sense, but I think- As, as things change and shift, we mm-hmm. have to put everything on the table mm-hmm. and it may be that we put everything on the table and we keep it just how it is. But mm-hmm. if we give ourselves limitations and we never put things on the table, then sometimes mm-hmm. we can end up kind of like 
with a lot of stuff that we're carrying that doesn't fit us any longer, you know? Yeah. I, and I did, um, I remember, like, I think it was Kelly told me to kind of look at, um, you know, what, how much money I would need to make to leave the job at Kaiser with the benefits and, you know, all those different things. And I did calculate that a couple months ago. And it was at a point where I was just like, I, I, right now in my life, I can't because uh, I just purchased a new home. And, you know, I have just because of the new purchase and spending all this extra money, I don't have the emergency fund that I would like to have. So right now that is my goal to start like saving uh, and then have that cushion before I make any like drastic changes and I also, even through the coaching, I even hired like a financial planner, found a new CPA. So it's just like, you know, it just made me feel so much better knowing that it's not just me trying to figure it out. Also like hiring people to tell me what I need to do. And of course my financial guy is just like, you just want to make a lot of money. And I'm like, I know, but what do I, you know? So it's one of those thought processes I need to look at and really understand like 401ks and ARAs and pensions like I'm still trying to learn all that congrats like how much money do I really need to make to cover that and also all my life I've always worked for an employer like I always work for somebody so that idea of like me just like going on my own is kind of scary like I'm like oh my gosh this is like too much and and even with my private practice I, I love doing my practice but my hospital work, I'm, that's my social part. Like I like to be, yeah. you know, with the team and work with colleagues and work with doctors and it's a different aspect. So yeah. I feel like it, it keeps a little balance in my life because I keep using different parts of my brain and my skills, which it I enjoy. Keeps, yeah. I, All of that is great. And right. We have mm-hmm. to continually look what works today. Mm-hmm. You're like, right now that feels really good. A year from now, two, five, it's going right? to change. It, it's something that you have to continually reassess. Jane. Mm-hmm. Okay. You have to continue. So how often do you recommend to reassess? Like every year, every quarter? No, I, definitely annually. But anytime you have mm-hmm. a change in your life, mm-hmm. right? So like you said, with inflation, like looking at your budget, when things start getting even bigger, it's a good time mm-hmm. to reassess. When it could be, life changes. It could be changes at the job that you have. Those are Mm -hmm. good markers too, to reassess. It's about really listening to your body and how you're physically, Mm -hmm. but also emotionally, spiritually, and mentally. And when Mm -hmm. any of that is out of alignment, it's time to reassess Mm -hmm. when you aren't feeling balanced in those four areas. It's Mm -hmm. time to reassess. And of course, at minimum annually. (laughs) So When you brought up a good point too, I wanted to just highlight about you hired a financial advisor, you have an accountant. And so some of that outsourcing is important. And I think there's another aspect here that I want to just remind you of what do you do best and what can you outsource? Because you do have more limited time to work on your business. When Mm -hmm. someone has both, they're both an employee and a business owner, it shifts mm-hmm. the amount of, of time you have to give mm-hmm. to one or the other. And then that means that the cost may be a little bit higher because you need mm-hmm. to outsource more. So mm-hmm. I want you to also be aware of that when we're looking at this schedule and we're saying, okay, if I drop nine out, if I drop down to 
20 hours at the hospital, that's going to free up time. But really what it may free up time for is life. So what needs Mm -hmm. to get done that you don't have to do that others could Mm -hmm. do for you. Mm -hmm. And that will shift the expenses, which will then shift the fee for the client. But it's, you tend to outsource more. Actually, Mm -hmm. people think like, Oh, I, I do it all myself. Well, you have less time. So maybe not. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that's the other lens to be looking through, like all this mental chatter of you need to do this, you know, is it really for me to do, or do I need to find someone to support me? Yeah. Well, I thought about it. Like the thing that I hate doing the most is like my bookkeeping (laughs) and like doing the QuickBooks. Like I've learned over the years to do it. Uh, but I thought about, you know, outsourcing that, Mm -hmm. Uh, and working with somebody, but I, I guess there's like a part of me that it's just like, I, I want to know what's going on with my money and Good. having more control over that. So I'm still working through that. Um, one of the things that I have been thinking about is that, you know, helping someone to like help with my blogs, like a ghostwriter. Uh, I like doing the blogs. I like updating my website and all those different things, but I really don't like to write that much (laughs) I like to have ideas but just the you know just the writing part and getting things out there that's the part I think that really drags me a lot of times the the trying to figure out um the writing aspect the financial where I'm at financially um the things I do enjoy is I like actually maintaining my website Mm um I think it's you know, I like learning about SEO and trying to find keywords and stuff like that. So I like the technical part of the computer things, which I'm surprised by. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I actually kind of li- like the idea of like, oh, like, where am I ranking now? What's my keywords? And, you know, it's just I kind of want to learn more and knowing that there is no one right way. It's just kind of like trying different things. And through the coaching, I learned a lot. So it's like, it's, I don't see remote results right away. But over time, it was always like helping in the background. So I think those are the things I would want to keep, but just not the bookkeeping and I, writing I, part. What I hear is a theme between like, I like, here are the pieces that I like, here are the time, time sucks. So even that idea of like, I like to have the idea of the blog. I want to be able to outsource to someone to write the blog and then I can go and put it in my website hey, I want someone to deal with the day-to-day of my bookkeeping and categorizing it. And then I just want to be able to kind of look at the what's happening mm-hmm. in terms of the finances. All of those things are great. Um, mm-hmm. So going on to Upwork and finding somebody who can do psychology, ghostwriting and doing that, even mm-hmm. checking in the coaching programs that we know that you're part of, um, there are lots of people that outsource. Um, oh, really? They'll just literally send a video message to their ghostwriter saying, Hey, I had this idea. I've been talking about this theme. It's kind of like this idea of A, B, C, D, E, F, G. They just literally send a Marco Polo, a video message to their writer. And then their writer sends back the thing. They look it over or they give them feedback and say, Hey, this is kind of wonky. And then it gets posted to their website. I think it's just important Mm -hmm. to think of this now and not later as you are looking at shifting your schedule, because if we're going to do a fee change, we want to be thinking ahead not being reactive, but intentional and saying, I need to pay for a bookkeeper. I need to have someone write the blogs. Mm -hmm. So that's an additional cost that I need to factor into my business expenses Mm -hmm. 
So do you see how it goes? Like figuring out the schedule, really paring down Mm -hmm. then from there, figuring out what are the expenses for the business so that you have the time in your life and business and there's more harmony. Mm -hmm. Then from there, you can figure out the new fee. And when you are like, I can't do that. That's where we have to work on some of the Yes, you can. And mm-hmm. what do you need in order to feel supported to move forward to get what you need in life? Because you are overworking at this point, mm-hmm. over overworking. And mm-hmm. I'm just kind of curious if if you pulled back work, what in your life would happen? What do you imagine you'd have mm-hmm. time for? Well, I would. Well, one of the things I, I do want to do, I want to travel more. So, of course, I have to, you know, factor into that my expenses. But I do want to travel more, and you know, you know, I want to go to the gym more often. Feeling I have time for that. Uh, I do have a young dog, a puppy, so <laughs> probably take her out. I take her out a lot, but I probably would want to take her out a little bit more often and go on walks and hikes and different things like that. Um, but yeah, like, and I would love to have like my Saturdays back again. Uh huh. Um, so having the full weekend would be great. Yeah. So when you think about that, how does it feel in your body to just think of Saturdays, you wake up how you want, you play with your mm-hmm. pup, do whatever the heck you want. There's no clients to travel, work on your travel plans. How does that feel? feels almost unreal. (laughs) It feels wonderful. I would love to have that again to, you know, have that freedom and being kind of like normal again, just to have, you know, weekends to myself and be able to run errands, get a massage and just be like vegging afterwards. Yeah. I would love to have that feeling again. Is that worth fighting for? Is that worth honoring? Is that worth this effort to put in so that you can have that yeah it is yeah but that helps a lot because you know for a while right now I've been just kind of struggling like is this the life that I could really maintain like balancing so many things and you know having that anxiety in the background like oh like I'm responsible for the stuff Am I able to do all those things? And also feeling kind of sad about not being able to travel as much as I want and taking the time off that I want. And so um, I'm hoping eventually that could happen in, you know, soon. But it's a lot of things to think about to start researching about, you know, outsourcing things. I think that's part is hard for me to outsource because I think like, Gosh, like why pay someone to do that? Why? Okay. If I could do it myself. Okay. So let's talk to that part. I want you to, uh-huh. to do you have one part who's like, why would you pay for that? What would you say to that part in a if you were to have compassion for it? Well, I just have to go back to like just the way I was raised. You know, we're always trying to save money, very frugal, like always trying to get the best deal. Um, don't like to waste money you know that's like my parents that's my childhood that's the Asian mm-hmm. culture mm-hmm. you know it's, it's always like you know you don't want to it's almost like I learned like you don't want to spend too much on yourself mm-hmm. you know you, you just have to use a little bit do the bare minimum so I know that's related to how mm-hmm. I was brought up to yeah. save and you know to think you know in the big picture so 
you know, talking to that part, it's like more about, you know, the adult self me today that I'm capable of making the money and having a lifestyle that I deserve. I don't have to like be in this like mindset of being deficient all the time that I could have this mindset of having a lot of things and, you know, you know, abundance of money and finances where like growing up, it was always like the opposite because I am the first generation born here. So my parents are immigrants. So for everything with them, it was always like a struggle. Like Mm -hmm. they had to work hard and save and a lot of sacrifices for sure. Mm -hmm. And sacrifices, why? Because Mm -hmm. they wanted what? They sacrificed because they wanted for me and my sister family to have a better life here to have better opportunities yes um take but it's so funny because they still bring it up to me as an adult no, but, but take, it, take that in for a moment yeah. right maybe mm-hmm. close your eyes take a deep breath mm-hmm. they wanted a better life mm-hmm. for you and your siblings yeah they wanted more ease for you and your siblings they wanted more opportunity for you mm-hmm. and your siblings. They wanted more abundance mm-hmm. for you and your siblings. They wanted the ability for you and your siblings to kind of move socially, right? Mm-hmm. In some mm-hmm. cultures, there's this very like, you're kind of stuck at a rung and there's not room for movement, right? Mm-hmm. They wanted you to be able to do all those things. Mm-hmm. And are you are you allowing that? Yeah. And it's it's very interesting because I do work with a lot of Asian American um, clients. And that is like a constant theme where it's like this feeling of like spending on yourself is just very, very difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's very, uh, how, how to explain it? You feel really guilty almost Yeah, to spend money on yourself. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. No, I, even not from an Asian culture, right? I came from um, a, a Jewish grandparent and it was very much like, you don't pay for anything that you can do yourself. My grandfather at 90 years old would come mm-hmm. back, his tankless water heater is not working. They have no water in their home while they're coming back, whatever. Mm-hmm. They went for a week showering out of buckets because while he's waiting for a part, because he's not going to replace a 30 year old tankless water here when you can just, because fix it. that would be a waste. You could just fix mm-hmm. it. And you're just going, you're 90 years old. <laughs> Can oh, we wow. not get you a hot shower grandpa? Like what's going on? So I had that on one side. And then the other side, I had this, mm-hmm. you got to work when you could get it a whole place of people, ranchers. And, you know, actually I had ranchers mm-hmm. on both sides. Um, this place, my grandfather, actually, even his like sense of retiring and cause his doctor was like, you are going to like, you've had a heart attack. You're going to die. You have terrible stress and heart disease. And this, mm-hmm. man, even when not working was working and moving constantly. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's this really interesting space mm-hmm. to look in and go, what did this really create? They did beautiful things. They created a great life and they had a lot of trauma in there. There's a lot of hurt. Mm -hmm. The Mm -hmm. whole family is unpacking. And um, I have to look at it and say, I love that I was taught to be a hard worker. 
I mm-hmm. love that. I love that I was taught to be handy and to do things mm-hmm. like there are, de- there's still things today where someone's like, you know, like, oh yeah, I'm going to change up the ceiling fan. I'm like, no, that's electrical. You call it the electrician. I'm like, no, it's just a ceiling fan. Like I can do that. Or, Hey, no, oh, wow. yo, yeah. Like I'm, I'm relatively handy. And Jane, I now I can now check into my body about mm-hmm. like, oh, that's easeful and that's fun. And that's a DIY. And oh, that would cause stress and panic. And I'd end up spending probably more time and money than it would take, mm-hmm. right? To yeah. That. So how can I take and honor those messages of mm-hmm. allowing myself to be successful, allowing myself to say yes to work, and being able to say no, being able to say, yeah, sometimes life happens and I'm going to dig in and I'm going to work really hard because it's needed, or I'm going to be there in a crisis and what's really sustainable for me longer term. Yeah. Right. So I, I think it's, it's a beautiful thing. And I love that you are having this parallel process mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. helping your clients unpack this. Mm-hmm. And yeah. probably like successfully helping your clients unpack it. While yeah, I, I find it. Like- <laughs> yeah, I find it like amazing at times. Like, and that's what I love about having my practice because there's so many times where I had to work for clinics and organizations. And like, I was literally trained, whoever walks in your door, you just have to treat them. Mm-hmm. And now being, you know, I've, I've been licensed for, since 2010. So it's been 12 years. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I've been in this career for this long. And it feels so great to be at a point where it's like the clients that call me or want to work with me are the ones that are like great for me. And then they see, say something. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, I know what you're talking about. Like they bring up stuff too. So it's also like it, I help them. They help me. It's almost like it was meant to be to work together. And then I process it with my own therapist. So it's like a, like evolving thing constantly. So um, this that's part of the practice that I just love. Like, yeah. 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 I think <clears throat> my hope is that you're seeing <clears throat> and honoring more of mm-hmm. who you are and what yeah. you And from this, your next steps being to step into honesty. Mm -hmm. about what your schedule really is and what it takes to be in the life of Jane Pearl Lee Mm -hmm. and what that life requires to find more harmony and balance so that all parts of you are online and working together. And then from Mm -hmm. there saying, okay, what does that allow for me in my business? What parts can I outsource to free up the time and then taking all that information and establishing the new fee for you for mm-hmm. this next part until things change again, you know, yeah. it's time, it's time to reevaluate. And again, you know, taking those tasks that maybe, oh, did I remember to pay my taxes? Those kinds of things that, you know, are always consistent tasks. You can put them on your calendar. And that way, if you mm-hmm. worry, you're like, it's on the calendar. I've already taken care of those things. Right. Mm-hmm. Know that there's also a place to organize yourself. But I Mm -hmm. think this outsourcing bit and freeing up time and getting really honest about what you need is going to unlock Mm -hmm. some freedom for you. Yeah, and I noticed too, because I do have things calendared in and I find myself like 
getting anxious by those alerts and avoiding. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I don't want to do it. So I, I think I can this imagine has been really if hopeful. you're overworked and tired. Uh-huh. Anything on your calendar feels like too much. I that's yeah. a cue. That's not something that's wrong with you. Mm-hmm. That is your body cueing you into there's no room. There's no mm-hmm. room here for what needs to be done. So mm-hmm. that doesn't mean your expectations are too high or that you're broken mm-hmm. or whatever might be coming up for mm-hmm. you. I think it's your body's way and your mind's way of saying mm-hmm. it's too much. Mm-hmm. I think the, even the, like a funny logistic when you're talking about those alerts come up. Um, sometimes when we calendar items, it has this option where you can have a reminder set two weeks in advance and one week in advance and a day in advance, Mm -hmm. like that idea of having something where it's like giving you multiple times of having to think about this versus turning off all of those reminders so that it only comes up Mm -hmm. the time when you need to do it. Right. So I think, especially with your brain being kind of more on the anxious, like let's run it through place having another thing, giving you more ticklers and reminders. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I actually have it on my Google calendar. So it's like, I get these reminders and then I just, so it's just, I I just have like nine reminders. Oh no, turn turn that off. All of them off. I had a feeling. (laughs) Turn those off. Those drive me nuts. Okay. Turn those off. But also when something is on your calendar to work on your business, anything that's on your calendar, it's honoring yourself. Mm-hmm. honoring your commitments and having integrity with that and being honest, yeah. whether or not you can do that. If you can't, then you got to ask yourself, why is this on the calendar? Is it necessary? Can somebody else do it? If not, how do I get this done in a way that is mm-hmm. useful? And if you feel stressed, then maybe you need more space. Yeah. So honestly, we can all show up for our clients on time. It's incredible how we show up for our clients on time, but then when we need to schedule something for ourselves, it gets pushed down, kicked down mm-hmm. the road, right? What if we respected yeah. ourselves as much as we respect our clients? Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Jane, how are you feeling after chatting? How did how, I feel? Yeah, I feel a lot better because um, before coming and talking about the marketing and everything like that, I was just like, oh my gosh, like, you know, am I doing something wrong? Am I being like lazy? Am I, um, not pushing myself hard enough? Like what's going on? Or maybe am I, you know, you know, maybe I'm just being really hard on myself. So I think I'm being a little bit hard on myself and not being really realistic about asking myself, like, what kind of schedule do you want? What are the things that yeah. you want to do? What are things that you need, you can let go of? And is it okay to spend that extra expense on that and all those different things? So um, really asking the questions about, you know, what are the things that I want to do and, uh, and moving forward rather than being stuck on that kind of like that hamster wheel, like, oh, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do this. And it's very tiring. Yeah. And it's like, uh, yeah, so it's helpful because I have to like take some time to kind of just write out like what I want to do. And even through the coaching over time, I learned that I work best writing things out, You're like right. having a paper calendar and writing things down and seeing like visually. So I think that's what I need to kind of do just kind of sit down and reorganize what, not just my thoughts, but what my my values are, you know, what's important to me. 
all through mm-hmm. the lens of that beautiful culture that you've mm-hmm. been raised in, that beautiful yeah. family history, but mm-hmm. also knowing that some of that is shifting within you. You are changing some mm-hmm. of the legacy as well. So yeah. there's, there's a lot to of layers here. It's not just so simple, right? As like mm-hmm. the schedule, but you're working through stuff too. So give yourself that space yeah. to clear it. And I would love if you're up for it to t- if you took a picture of what you create and send it to us so we could see mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. what you what you value and how it's going to show up in your schedule as we support you making those changes yeah okay all Thanks. right yeah that's good like i just need to take some time to focus on that and it's it's funny because in touch times where i'm like oh i can't do this like i feel like unmotivated but you know my dad and my grandpa they're both, they were both business owners. They were both like small business owners. And my grandpa in Korea, he did well. Um, but, you know, they never did well where they were able to blow things up. They were able to create good businesses and just keep maintaining it. So I know that's in me where I could have a business, mm-hmm. but um, having that part of like more of like, I could have a great business rather than feeling like, oh, I need to do this for survival. Cause I think that's what it kind of feels like too, that I have to do this for survival, which I'm not in that place anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, I think that's the other thing maybe that to explore too, is sometimes we get to a space where we feel like it would almost be dishonoring to our family. If we were more mm-hmm. successful than we were, sometimes we will unconsciously limit ourselves right you're like they had a mm-hmm. good business but not a great one they never got to this level because like mm-hmm. there's something about that place sometimes there's some old stuff we can kind of learn through our yeah. family about that so notice yeah it. that's all yeah that's stuff I have been working on also like you know it's almost like in the culture if you have too much you don't want to show it's like you mm-hmm. when you're too showing off and like too mm-hmm. glamorous some people look down on that mm-hmm. and so um I don't know I, I have to look at that a little bit more to see what's going on yeah. inside of me and what my thoughts are about am I limiting myself and I think there might be some of that for sure yeah. um feeling like oh do I really deserve that you know so Jane thank you for yeah just your honesty. I mean, this is a vulnerable thing for anyone that's listening Mm -hmm. for people to put their story out and to be open to receiving Mm -hmm. support from anybody. Mm -hmm. And it was very brave of you. And we both are very honored to know you Mm -hmm. to have been part of your journey, to watch you shift things and grow things and make decisions from a place of just honoring yourself and who you are. Yeah. And um, so thank you for today really yeah and then I just want to thank both of you too like like I've been part of your program for a couple of years and I've been like very ebb and flow sometimes I'm really focused and sometimes I kind of drift away but overall like I'm very grateful for, for both of you all the hard work that you put in and really trying to like even today trying to go underneath of like what is really going on rather than the tasks that I need to do it's like that part is I'm really grateful and very powerful. So I'm really grateful for that. So thank you. Yeah. See you soon. I hope you love today's episode. If you're a therapist who's tired of those long hours, low pay, and constantly battling burnout, don't forget our free video training designed just for you on how to build and grow a sustainable, 
profitable solo or group practice, head over to zinnime.com slash podcast to check it out today. Until next time.